I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I make it cute. We make good food and cocktails too. I'm here for you. Yeah, make it cute. Oh, me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you can be joining us again for another episode. If you are not aware of what this weekend is, it is the big V Day, and I'm not talking about losing your V card. I'm talking about Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a holiday that rolls around every single year. And it reinforces the standard that you have to wait one day to show your significant other how much you appreciate them. Hallmark, you did a wonderful job, sweetie, on marketing this holiday and making sure that people are participating and, you know, buying their cards and buying their honeys chocolates and flowers and chocolate covered strawberries and whatever the case may be. I may sound like a bitter single person, and that's because I am, but I'm single by choice. I'm not ready to settle down, but that's enough about me. If you want to know more, that's maybe for another episode. But Valentine's Day is one of those holidays where, again, whenever you're single, it's always just, I feel like FOMO is the best way to describe it. You're always wondering, what am I missing out on? Am I missing out on going to dinner or going to lunch or going to brunch or doing something special with your boo, but I think that Valentine's Day, you can just do you and you can do something special for yourself and you can do something that really shows that you love yourself, even if you don't have someone to share it with. This Valentine's Day, I am going to brunch with a friend and then we're getting macarons in Soho. Very excited for that. However, 
majority Valentine's days, I'm just kind of hanging out by myself or maybe I'm hanging out with some of my other friends that are single. Last year in 2020, my Valentine's day, it was spent in my office the entire day from 9am to pretty much 12am. My Valentine that day was the cleaning lady and the person who delivered my delicious Middle Eastern food. Other than that, my Valentine's were my coworkers. Actually, one of my coworkers gave me a super cute little card and gave cards to everyone in the office. And I actually still have that whenever I cleaned out my office for moving out from the pandemic. Um, and that's still something that I will remember. Um, and I remember one of my other coworkers gave all the ladies roses and um, half of them died. But the thought was there. It was more thought than I put in, which was to give everyone just a daily dose of me. I think that is the best Valentine's Day present is just being able to be in my presence and being able to see me. I'm just kidding. I'm not that self-centered. But talking about Valentine's Day, I want to talk about ways that if you don't have a honey or a boo or a bay or if you're not cuffed. And funny thing is, a lot of people have reached out to me about my cuffing season episode. Um, cuffing season is getting ready to end soon. It may have ended for you already. You may be listening to this coming off a breakup, and this may be exactly what you need. But what I would say is for all my single honeys and fellas and all my friends that are single who may not have someone to spend Valentine's Day with, I want to talk about ways that you can spend it by yourself and not spend it in your office alone or with your cleaning lady. So the first thing I want to talk about is just this concept of feeling the innate need to try and like, oh, I want to self-proclaim that I have a Valentine or I want to say that, you know, having a Valentine is just so great and so exciting. Be your own Valentine. That is my first thing I want to say. I know that I already prefaced this by saying that this episode is going to be about being your own Valentine, but you also have to step up to the plate. Treat yourself the way that you would want to be treated or that you would want to treat someone else. One thing that I used to do, funny story is, in high school, we used to have these candy grams, and I was just looking back at my Facebook, and you know how those memories come up on Facebook, and it shows you, oh yeah, on this day, eight years ago, you posted this. I literally posted, oh, if you give me the money to send me a candy gram, I'll send it to myself on your behalf, and I'm pretty sure that year I got a lot of candy grams, you know? It wasn't any type of like Gretchen Wieners action where I was getting zero candy grams. I was more on Glen Coco's level. I think I even beat Glen Coco. I think I got more than that. And admittedly, did I send one or two to myself? Yeah, but do I love myself? Absolutely. And that's why I'm being my own Valentine and that's how I step up to the plate. I'm not saying that you have to send yourself flowers or candies or cookies or cakes, but if I'm going to cry, I think I'd rather cry over a Momofuku milk bar birthday cake rather than crying over a Lean Cuisine pizza, for example. So just that leads me kind of into my first point of on Valentine's Day, calories go out the window. Um, here's the thing. I think everyone's relationship with food is their own and you need to nurture that and cater to that how you will. But one thing that I'm not going to do on Valentine's Day is count any type of nutritional info. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to feel myself. I'm going to eat everything in sight. I'm going to send myself an edible arrangement. I'm going to send myself chocolate covered strawberries. 
very fruit centric with these things that I'm sending. I'm going to send myself a whole pizza with heart shaped pepperonis. How about that? I think that one conception is that a lot of people do go out to nice restaurants on Valentine's Day. I would be just as happy on Valentine's Day with a bowl of Chinese food, maybe a couple rom-coms, maybe a couple horror movies even, and, you know, a good bottle of wine. It doesn't have to be good. It could be barefoot. Yes, I drink barefoot. I'm not above it. I'm not so recent college grad. I'm two years out, but, you know, in college, you do what you got to do. And speaking about, like, you know, eating and Chinese food and all of that, I actually want to talk about the recipe. So whenever I was thinking about the recipe for this episode, I was thinking about what is the least Valentine-y thing that I would want to eat? Something that if I was with someone else, I would probably be like not down to clown or do anything with that person because we just both partook in that meal. And I didn't come to fried rice. I came to just like kind of like a food that I was like, if you just hear the name of it, you're kind of kind of like shiver a little bit. And I settled with the food spam. And one thing that I love actually is spam fried rice. And it is the perfect anti-Valentine's Day food. It is oniony. It's garlicky. It's fatty. It's porky. It's, if you have the recipe that I'm about to tell you and you can still do whatever you do with your mouths with your significant other after you deserve a gold medal or a trophy because I wouldn't even want to touch someone after this so if you haven't kind of deduced what it is it is a spam fried rice and it's so easy it comes together so quickly and this is actually perfect for college students too if you're looking for a cheap but nutritious somewhat nutritious the spam is not the most nutritious meat in the world or meat substitute or processed meat um i'm not going to linger on that too much longer but spam isn't the healthiest thing in the world admittedly however i think that it does make a great substitute for a more expensive like chicken where the chicken may dry out or beef where beef may dry out or even just like pork spam is kind of like pork you know so let's talk about how you make it so i am eating for one but i'm eating more than one serving so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take half a can of spam and i'm going to basically chop that into like small cubes because i'm gonna fry my spam and then i'm gonna use my, that oil to help fry my rice so that's gonna be the first thing you're gonna want to get in the pan you're gonna want to get in your spam cubed small you don't need any oil it will release plenty of oil itself, I promise. Um, if you put oil in to like fry or spam, you're going to end up with like a really oily mess and an oily final product. And we don't want that. We want really good, yummy, crisp, delicious fried rice. So add your spam to the pan while that's cooking off. Go ahead and slice up some scallions or green onions or spring onion. I don't care where you're from and I don't care how you say it. I say scallions. I'm going to stick with that. That's my story. Slice up some scallions, slice up some white onions or yellow onion, sweet onion, doesn't really matter to me. Or you can use shallots, just some type of onion product. Um, you're also going to want to mince up some garlic as well. Um, and just in case you don't know this, measurements are always in the description of each episode for the cocktail and for the recipe. So if you are writing with your pen and paper, you can pretty much stop and just screenshot the recipe whenever you're ready to use it. Anyways, um, so like I said, you're going to slice up your scallions, your onion, 
whatever that may be and some garlic and then also if you want a little bit of ginger you can grate that that would be really nice in this i don't have ginger on hand so i'm not going to use it but you know just a little embellishment if you want it then what you're going to do is you're going to get peas peas frozen they are the best ones to use um if you use canned peas they're going to be like way too mushy because they're sitting in liquid and if you use fresh peas you are a level of like psychotic that i didn't know existed i cannot fathom having to shuck these peas out of a pod and peas have such a short life that whenever you buy them frozen they're picked fresh and then they're frozen immediately on the spot you're getting the same quality for fresh versus frozen so if you go with fresh peas i think you're a psycho but i also have a deep respect for you and i think it's because i think you're a psycho and i don't want you to hurt me anyways um you just want to get all your ingredients at the ready because fried rice goes super fast. Like any type of stir fry goes really fast. By the time you've done all this, your spam should be nice and like cooked and like brown. What you can do is you can go ahead and add in your vegetables. So I'm going to add in some of my scallions. I'm going to reserve the greens for garnish, but I'm going to add in the whites. I'm going to add in my onion, whatever that may be. I'm going to add in my garlic and I'm going to just like stir fry that around in that spam oil. The key to the perfect fried rice, I think, is day-old rice. I mean, I can make fried rice with rice that I made earlier in the day. But I think if you just make rice the night before, let it sit in the fridge, it gets nice and dry, and then it really absorbs the flavors of whatever you're frying it in. Also, another key to perfect fried rice, in my opinion, is eggs. Um, you want to pre-scramble your eggs before you like put them in the pot. And by scramble, I mean like you just want to like whisk them and like break the yolk and combine until it's nice and homogenous. I love that word. I feel like I use homogenous almost every episode, but it's such a fun word. It makes me feel fancy. But what you're going to do, your vegetables are going to fry for like, you know, about two minutes. Move them off to the side and just put the egg in and cook the egg. And then what we're going to do is finally we're going to bring in the rice and the rice is again one of the most important parts so you're going to plop in your rice and this is where we're going to get spicy and start seasoning so i like a combination of soy sauce sesame oil and hoisin sauce in my fried rice and then also a little bit of sriracha and then there's one ingredient that i think is quintessential to any fried rice and i'll tell you about it at the end but you're going to add in your soy sauce your hoisin your oyster sauce you can use hoisin or oyster sauce um, i think hoisin has really nice sweet quality and hoisin and oyster sauce has like more of a salty quality so i like using both and then um, if you have MSG, you can add like a little pinch of that. Um, I don't have MSG on hand, but you know, I think it just makes everything taste better. And then what you're going to do is you're going to also add in your sriracha. If you want it a little bit spicy, you're going to fry all that together. And the sauces are all pretty much brown and they're going to, the color from the sauces is going to travel into your rice and you're just going to fry it until it's kind of like warmed through and combined cut the heat and then what you're going to do is add some toasted sesame oil you want to do this off the heat because it can get real sour and real vile if you do it on the heat and it just adds the most subtle and quiet note in the background but it's also in your face i think that you need sesame oil to have a good fried rice in my opinion if you don't have sesame oil 
um, you should buy it for this recipe. I swear you, your life will be changed. If you've never had fried rice with sesame oil, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I feel like you should be compensated in some way, shape or form. But yeah, that's my spam fried rice. It's super simple. You have the vegetables, you have your peas, carrots. If you want carrots, you can do carrots. I don't do carrots, but you have your peas, your onions, your garlic, ginger, like you have so many yummy things going in. And then of course, garnish with those green shallots, slice it on a bias so it looks fancy and it looks like you're in a restaurant and then you want to eat it immediately. Sometimes you can eat it right from the pot, but you know, sometimes we like being a little bit civil and you know, waiting a second before we eat it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Getting back into Valentine's and how to be your own Valentine and ways that you can treat yourself. I think this episode is really about treating yourself, um, but it's kind of like masked by being your own Valentine. So like you can do the things that we're talking about anytime during the year. It doesn't necessarily have to be exclusively on Valentine's Day. It can be anytime. Um, so we talked about food and we talked about just like eating whatever Another thing that I like to do on V-Day to be my own Valentine is this will take a little bit of planning and you may not have the ability to do this, but you know, malls are open and if you're being safe, I like ordering products that make me feel relaxed. So typically for Valentine's Day, if I'm hanging out by myself, what I'll do is I'll go to Lush, maybe get like a couple like body masks or face masks and I'll have just like a complete pamper treat yourself type day I'll buy some chocolate covered strawberries or maybe like a pack of Oreos or you know it doesn't have to be anything fancy heck I'll eat chocolate chips right out of the bag I have no shame there ain't no shame in my game regardless I like to just do things that make me feel good so this upcoming Valentine's Day what I'm planning on doing is the day before planning on doing a foot mask um, because one, my feet are dry as hell. It is the winter. And if your feet aren't dry, please tell me your secret. Um, 
but I'm going to do a foot mask. And then my friend for uh, Christmas got me these under eye patch masks. And I'm going to just kind of do like a little day of pampering myself while I'm working on Saturday. I think doing it in little doses and little batches, it's just, again, something that makes it feel not like a regular day and make you feel special and just feel pampered. And again, treat yourself the way that you would want to treat your Valentine or you would want your Valentine to treat you. You could get an in-home massage. I don't know if y'all know that exists, but in-home massages do exist. And it is something that I am very serious about having into my home. Or go get a facial, give your esthetician a call, tell her that you want dermaplaning or that you want microblading or all the different blades and masks and chemical peels. I think going to your esthetician is like one of the best things you can do to treat yourself because one, it treats your skin and makes you look so much better and then you're gonna walk out of your esthetician looking all hot and all the other single people are gonna look at you and be like wow i wish that person was my valentine and you would be like i know i don't know there's a newfound sense of confidence after i go to my esthetician um for the couple days after once the redness kind of calms down anyways treating yourself that is the baseline of where this conversation is um again it's super important to treat yourself and Again, I'm going to repeat this so many times, but treat yourself the way that you want to treat your Valentine or that you think that your Valentine should treat you. That is how I do it. Another thing, and this is kind of in line with number one, but I like to buy myself a nice bottle of like wine or champagne, maybe like a Verve if I'm buying champagne. Um, But it doesn't always have to be that. But speaking of alcohol, I think I want to talk about the cocktail for this episode. I will admit I caved and I said to myself that I couldn't have a Valentine's Day episode without doing something pink or red or white, I guess, but mostly pink and red because those are the colors of Valentine's Day. So I settled with pink and I had to kind of think to myself, what are things that can make something pink? And I did a pink drink last week, actually. I did um, my pink poison. If you haven't checked out that Super Bowl episode where we talk about all the historic Super Bowls, make sure you give that a check out. But I was like, okay, what can I do that's pink? I'm like, I don't want to use pink Whitney again. I want to use something fruity and something good, something that's easy drinking. And that's how I landed on today's cocktail. So today's cocktail is just kind of like a fizzy, bubbly, watermelon-flavored cocktail. It's nice and strong. It has a nice little bite to it, but I think it's also, like, you know, sippable. And then you can put it in, like, a wine glass or in a martini glass if you're feeling really fancy. I don't judge. However fancy you want to feel, do it. And I think glassware is super important. I actually want to take a little sidebar and talk about glassware glassware for your home bar is so important. I don't think people realize. I got the most beautiful set of martini glasses from Urban Outfitters. They were like $10 pop if you're interested. They're like ridged. And every time I drink out of it, I just feel like I'm worth like $14 million. I don't know where I got that price from, but you know, I would like to have that in my bank account. Um, So feel free to Venmo me. Um, Regardless, I just feel like the experience of you drinking always depends upon the drinkware and the glassware that's, 
you're drinking it out of. I think that's just as important as the contents of the drink itself. Um, so yeah, if you have that Baccarat crystal or that Waterford crystal that you've been dying to break out, or even if you're just drinking out of your dollar store wine glass, just grab something that makes you feel good and that looks pretty and you will feel pretty. But anyways, let's get to the cocktail. So I'm going to go in with a ounce and a half of watermelon schnapps and then I'm going to follow that with an ounce and a half of vodka. This is very similar to that hot pink martini that I made um, a couple episodes again, but we're doing a bit of a twist on it by also including an ounce of strawberry pucker or strawberry liqueur. Um, I can only find strawberry liqueur really in strawberry pucker form, so um, whatever you have works, and you can also make your own. I'm not going to teach you how to make your own because I haven't even done that but maybe one day. But this is a very boozy drink. We have three different types of booze in here already. And then what we're going to do is we're going to top that off with some Sprite or lemon lime soda or lemon lime club soda. And we're just going to bring that to the top. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take a strawberry and we're going to cut it in half and then cut the stem off in a little heart shape. And that will be our garnish. And you can also put that in an ice cube and have that as your garnish if you want ice cubes in this. I don't know. When it comes to fizzy drinks, I'm kind of like not a big fan of ice cubes unless I'm at like a restaurant. Does that make sense? I feel like, I don't know. If I'm like doing something fizzy, I don't want the bubbles to disappear. So anyways, that's your drink. Again, let's repeat. Ounce and a half of watermelon pucker. Ounce and a half of vodka. Ounce of strawberry pucker. Filled to the top with Sprite. Top with super cute heart-shaped strawberries and call it a day. I think that's one of the best things that you can do to treat yourself and it's nice and strong so you can forget that you're hanging out alone on Valentine's Day. Wow, that, that kind of killed the vibe, didn't it? So let's actually bring the vibes and the happy spirits back up. Um, and we're going to talk about another thing that I love to do for Valentine's Day if I'm hanging out by myself. And that's writing myself a love letter. I'm not going to lie. I'm not always the nicest person to myself. I am my biggest critic. I'm always my own worst enemy. And people will know I love self-deprecating humor. I love to, you know, rag on myself and make fun of myself. And I feel like you definitely need a sense of humor to, like, rag on yourself. And it isn't always completely serious, but... You know, sometimes there is a little bit of truth behind the comments that we make upon ourselves. But on V-Day or on a day that we're treating ourselves, we need to elevate ourselves and show ourselves that we are amazing and tell ourselves. So it's almost like giving ourselves positive affirmations in the mirror, but actually writing it down. I think there's something so special about writing it down that makes it tangible and makes it just really real. I know I said really real and that sounds horrible, but... There's no other way I can describe it. It's cathartic to be nice to yourself and to write down all the things you like about yourself. Look in the mirror. Think about things that you don't like about yourself. And then think about things that you do like about yourself. And I hope that the list of things that you do like about yourself outweigh the ones that you don't. And also try and find beauty in the things that you don't like about yourselves. I think that... We can be so self-conscious and so not aware of ourselves at times because, one, we may not be our own types, but we are someone's type. Someone out there is going to like us, you know? 
and two, you're always your own worst enemy. I swear I can do a million things right, but the second I do one thing wrong, I want to rag on myself and I want to tell myself I'm not good enough and that I'm not smart enough and I'm not capable enough. And we need to throw that mentality out of the out of the room. It's definitely okay to be critical and to evaluate your flaws and your weaknesses and try and work on those, but just ragging on yourself and just telling yourself that you're not enough and that you're not good enough, you are good enough and you are enough. And I, here's the thing, I can tell you that all day, but I think the beauty in writing yourself a love letter is that you get to hear it from yourself and you get to see yourself in a new light. And if you already have the confidence and you already have the self-love journey down, I love that for you and I aspire to consistently be like that for you or to myself. But, you know, not all of us are starting in the same place. And that's why I thought it was super important to mention writing a love letter to yourself on here as well. Another thing is impulse shopping. I love the impulse shot. I actually got myself a new it's a really beautiful burgundy, well, it's called Oxblood or something, but it's a really nice colored jacket. Um, that was my gift to myself for Valentine's Day. It wasn't super expensive. It was on sale, and it is definitely inspired by Michelle Obama's inauguration look. On, during the inauguration, there was a monochrome for days, um, and Michelle Obama's plum look just really inspired me to actually add a little bit more color than just tan and black to my wardrobe so thank you michelle obama if you're listening girl why like thank you but how did you find me let's link <laughs> anyways um I, I got a little bit distracted there um regardless i think again just impulse buying buy yourself something you know i think a lot of times we talk about trying to save money and trying to basically like deny our urges and our impulses. But I think sometimes you need to let loose and just hit that one click buy on Amazon or just buy that thing that you've been looking at. There's nothing more exciting than receiving a package. In my opinion, anytime I get a notification from my doorman or a door woman that my door person that I have a package available, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even have an equivalent feeling. I think it's like the feeling of like watching the waiter bring your food at the restaurant. It just like rushes through me. It's just pure energy and pure like endorphins. So yes, hit the buy button. Add to cart. That is how we cope anyway. So let's just add to cart in a positive sense. But those are just a couple of tips of how to be your own Valentine and a couple of things that you can do for yourself if you're hanging out by yourself or even if you're hanging out with a significant other um, during Valentine's Day. And I'm so happy that you tuned in for yet another episode and that you're hanging out with me still. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.